0: Hallelujah. Give God a hand. Somebody say this for me. The help I need. Somebody say the help I need. Is in me. I need y'all to know the help you need is in you. Somebody came in here needing God's help and God says the help you need is in you how do I know the Bible says greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world I believe some of us have been struggling with some things but somebody say the help I need is in me it's in me I believe God is going to help us this morning y'all whatever you brought in this morning God says the help you need is in you want us to go to second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 if you can just stand to your feet whenever you have the text even if you don't have it it's on your screen so in reverence of God's holy word the Bible says this I'm reading from the new King James version of the Bible it says if my people who are called by my name somebody say he's talking to me will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Somebody shout then. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. If you need God to do something, it says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin and heal their land. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this thought this morning, inclined to the spirit, inclined to the spirit. I talked on last week about the instruction that we receive from the spirit. But it makes no sense if, if the spirit is trying to give us instruction and we can't hear that instruction. Somebody say, I need to hear the spirit. I need to hear the Spirit and our ability to be led by the Spirit is determined by our ability to listen to the Spirit. You can't be led by the Spirit if you can't listen to the Spirit and I believe one of the reasons why many beloved believers struggle to be led by the Spirit is because watch this many believers find it difficult to listen to the spirit. If you can be honest, we see people up here and we may say they prophesy and they speak and thus say of the Lord. And some of us struggle with hearing the spirit of God. We, we struggle with his voice. Somebody say, we struggle with his voice. You ain't got a lot of me. I know many of us struggle with his voice. In other words, many believers struggle to depend on the Spirit's voice. We, we struggle with that. We struggle to even desire the Spirit's voice. And watch this, even more, many of us struggle to discern the Spirit's voice in our life. You ain't got to lie to me. I know we do. I know we do. We struggle in these areas of our life. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, why do so many believers struggle to hear the very Spirit that is within them? if the bible declares that this spirit now dwells in me if i am supposed to be the temple of god why do why do so many believers struggle to hear the spirit somebody say why I, I believe we, I can give you the answer to that. And I want to say it's in Revelation chapter three, verse 20. I don't know if it's on our screen. It's not on our screen. And I want to tell you what it says. I didn't make reference of it. Notice what the Bible says. The Bible says, behold, this is Jesus speaking. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me in other words this text reveals that the spirit or the voice of the spirit is positional notice this the bible says that he stands at the door so there's a certain position where the voice of the lord is and then it's also conditional it says if anyone hears my voice so I need you to understand that if I'm not positioned in the right place I'll never hear his voice right. so we've got to find out how do I now position myself to hear the voice of God because that means I can be a believer because watching It says if, but if I'm not in the right position, I'll never hear his voice. And the reason why many believers don't hear the voice of God is somebody say, I'm out of position. I'm out of position. So I need us to get into position this morning. I want us to always be in position to hear the spirit of the Lord. Many believers are not in position. And this is why as many believers, we find ourselves, we must find ourselves inclined to the spirit notice this, I need us to see something. Throughout scripture, it speaks of us being inclined to the voice of God. We find this in Jeremiah 11 and 8. If you don't believe me, write it down, take notes, you'll see it in the text. We'll find this in Jeremiah 17, verse 23. And we also find this in Jeremiah 34, 14. But notice this, I love how Jeremiah 25 and 4 puts it. It says, incline your ear to hear. In other words, I've got to incline myself in such a way, not that I hear with my natural ear, but that I can hear it in the spirit. We can hear with our natural, but many of us don't know how to hear in the spirit. So the Bible, Jeremiah says that we have to incline our ear, in other words, our spirit to hear from the spirit. In other words, our ability to incline our ear to the spirit, watch this, determines our ability to hear from the spirit. And this word inclined in this text is the Hebrew word natah, which means to extend, to stretch, or even to pitch. This means, watch this, as believers, we're called to extend ourselves, to stretch ourselves, or better yet, position ourselves to hear the spirit of the Lord. Uh, we've got a position, somebody say position. This means the voice of the spirit will always be fleeting and far away from us if we do not position ourselves to hear his voice. If you're a believer, I shouldn't always want to be dependent upon the pastor to get a word from God. If you're a believer, I should not always want to be dependent upon the minister, the elder, the prophet, the evangelist to hear a word from God. I want to be positioned in such a way that I can hear God for myself. Because watch this, men know how to distort the voice of God and you receive it and it's not God at all. So I want to position myself, somebody say, position myself to hear uh, what the spirit is saying to the church and notice what revelation says revelation says he that have ear let him hear what the spirit has to say to the church. But I'll never be in position to hear if I don't incline myself. And I believe so the critical question we got to ask ourselves is how do we incline ourselves to the spirit. I get it Pastor Keith, key but how do I incline myself. How do I position myself to hear From the spirit of the Lord. I believe we find the answers to these questions in our foundational text. In our text we find King Solomon dedicating a temple that his father was denied to build. We find this in our text. King Solomon is now dedicating the first temple erected um, for corporate worship of God. And we find King Solomon in our text praying for both the attention of God and the approval of God. Because how many of y'all know you can ask for God's attention, but if, it's, if that attention is misdirected, you'll never get his approval. So King Solomon not only says, I need your attention, God, but I also need your approval. I need to make sure what I'm requesting is of you. And the reason why many of us have requested things from God and have yet to hear from him because he has not given you watches, you approval. So this is another way in which we position ourselves, and I'm gonna get more into this when we find the text, but we've gotta ask God for attention and approval. And watch this, because of Solomon's posture, he receives access to both. And as Solomon received access to both, I believe we can as well. If we can position ourselves, I believe we can find ourselves in the presence of the Spirit and also to be able to receive proclamation from the Spirit. And watch this, more importantly, I need us to see something before I jump into examining our text. Uh, the spirit that, desi- that we desire to speak to us, I know this might sound simple, but it also needs to be the spirit that's in us. Y'all, did y'all catch what I just said? The spirit that you want to speak to you, because how many of y'all know there's more than one spirit? So the spirit that I want to speak to me, somebody say, it has to be in me. It has to be in me, and I know I don't care who liked this this morning, but watch this: this sermon this morning is for those that are saved. This is why the beginning portion of our foundational text says, if my people, somebody say, that's me. Ah, that better be you this morning who I called by my name. These instructions these morning, this morning are for God's people. Ah, and if you're going to be God's people, you have to have God's spirit within you. So I say, I got to be saved. That means before we even examine our text, we got to examine ourselves and ask ourselves, is God's spirit even in me? Am I his people? Am I called by his name? Because watch this. But why, somebody may be why is it significant? Because if you're not his, it will always be hard to hear his voice. Somebody say, I got to belong to him. I got to get this out of the way because I just need y'all to know you ain't going to hear from God if you do not belong to him. All right, y'all may not like that. I just needed to set the stage for where we're going this morning. This means you'll never know the spirit's voice. of so if, watch this, if the spirit does not know you, somebody ask yourself, does the spirit know me? God, watch this because John 10, 4 through 5 says, and the sheep follow him and they know his voice and a stranger they will not follow. So we got to know, does he know me? You may know him, but do he know you? Are you saved? Because if you consistently want to hear the voice of the spirit, then you first need to be saved. Y'all stand with me. I don't need nobody get mad at me this morning. So th- therefore my prayer this morning is that we glean wisdom from King Solomon. And our text so we too can find ourselves inclined to the spirit so let's look at our text y'all the Bible says in the first portion of our text I know we and I already went over that we got to be saved but the Bible also says we'll humble themselves yeah. somebody say humble myself the word humble in our foundational text is the Hebrew word kana, and one definition of that word is subdued I need y'all to stay with me and the spirit of the Lord ain't watch this, ain't wasting his voice on nobody that ain't willing to yield to his voice he's not going to speak to you if you're not going to yield to his voice and the reason why maybe he's not talking is because you're not submitted somebody say submit yourself Uh, you got to submit yourself in other words you're probably going to do what you want to do anyway how many of y'all know you done talk to folk and you try to give them wisdom and you realize they're going to do what they're going to do anyways and you stop wasting your wisdom I'm not wasting my time on folk that ain't listening anyways and watch this just because you like that the spirit is like that as well somebody say he's not wasting his time oh the spirit is wise just like y'all ain't wasting y'all time he's not wasting his time And the sad reality is that we have many believers that have heard him speak, watch this, and are still unwilling to submit to what he has spoken. And watch this, here's a good litmus test. For if you don't desire the voice of the Lord in your life, if you can hear his voice and still do what you want to do. See, y'all don't like that. You really don't want his voice if you can still do what you want to do. I done heard him. I know I done heard you on that God, but I think I'll go another way. Uh, you ain't really got, you do you don't have a desire and if you do watch this, if you do not have a desire to hear the spirit's voice, you may have not uttered that with your mouth. He's not wasting his time. Tell your neighbor he ain't wasting his time. And I said that this word said means humble in our foundational text means to subdue. In other words, in order for us to be inclined to the Spirit and hear the Spirit's voice, we must be fully submitted or subdued by the Spirit. Oh, that's good news. In other words, watch this. Somebody say, I got to be prepared to obey. Listen, don't ask for the Spirit's voice if you're not prepared to obey. God, I need you to speak to me. I need to hear you on this situation right now, but you're not prepared to obey. He'll never give you his voice if you're not prepared to obey. Somebody say prepare yourself. Uh, in other words, I've got to be submitted. Submitted. Watch this. Consider what the prophet Samuel said in 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. The Bible says has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. The Bible says behold to obey is better than sacrifice. Watch this. This means your seeking of his voice won't get him to speak if you're unwilling to obey. He don't care if you seek his voice if you're unwilling to obey. Watch this, it it doesn't matter, your seed will not get him to speak if you're unwilling to obey. Did y'all hear what I just said? Many folk will sow seeds because they need God to speak. But God knows you're not prepared to obey. And you wonder why he's silent? And folk, watch this, will manipulate you and think you need to sow more. No, you're not ready to obey the greatest seed you can give him, somebody say, is my obedience. obedience. And watch this, your so-called seat in the body of Christ is not going to get the voice of the Lord to speak to you if you're not prepared to obey. Yeah. You've got preachers up here, so-called speaking the word of God, but not, are not obeying the word of God, and they're really not speaking his word. Yeah. 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 Listen, the folk that God speak to are the folk that obey his word. Yeah. I'm not running after another prophet if I know they live in disobedience. I'm not running after nobody else for counseling God's word when I know your life is raggedy. Somebody say, I've got to be prepared to obey. If you want God to speak, I'm telling y'all, I'm trying to give y'all some wisdom nuggets this morning. You've got to be prepared to obey because the spirit of the Lord does not willingly offer his voice to those that I do who do not willingly obey. I hope y'all caught that somebody say "Submitted to, Submit to the spirit so maybe if the spirit of the Lord is not consistently speaking to you it washes it may be because you're not consistently submitted to the spirit if I want the spirit to consistently watch this the Bible says that we go from faith to faith the Bible says if we're faithful over a few things he'll make us ruler over much so every instruction that I get from God, I'm careful to make sure that I move expeditiously it into obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Because the quicker I move into obedience, the quicker I receive another word. Yeah. 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 That's good news to me. And the reason why God still has us hung up on the first word is because you were never obedient to that word that he gave you. I want, somebody say, I want God to consistently speak. Oh, that's good news to me. I notice this. So the question we got to ask ourselves when when the spirit of the Lord is prepared to speak, speak to us, am I prepared to obey? And watch this. The spirit is always ready to is always prepared to speak to us. But are we always prepared? Somebody say to obey. That's that, that, that's a critical question. We've got to always ask ourselves. And here's a little bit of word of wisdom. Uh, Notice this, despite your desire to receive a word from the spirit of the Lord, the Lord's spirit does not desire to repeat himself. Did y'all hear what I just said? Just because you desire to receive a word, the spirit of the Lord does not desire to repeat himself. Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? He told you to lead that man, but you still with him. He told you not to spend that money, but you still did it. He told you to mind your business, but you still jumped in it. And washes your inability to respond With submission to the spirit of the Lord Washes reveals Your desire to really receive The spirit of the Lord Catch what I just said If he's told me already And I have not done What he's asked me to do The spirit ain't going to repeat himself And he's not going to give me another word I hope y'all see that Notice what Romans 1.28 says This is God's response those who do not obey to the first word that he gives us people did not think it was important to have a true knowledge of God somebody say so God left them and allowed them to have their own worthless thinking why would I tell you when you are thinking for yourself and to do things they should not do God is full of grace somebody say he's full of grace but God watch this God ain't got to repeat himself matter of fact we already know what God has said So we can think that we've been delaying our obedience and we've been, I I don't remember what God told me about him. I don't remember what God told me. No, you remember. Somebody say, I just didn't want to do it. I just didn't want to do it. So God, that ain't gonna rest on your heart until you do it. And God ain't gonna speak no more until you do it. In other words, when you are unwilling to submit to the spirit of the Lord, then the Lord will give you what you want and it won't be his voice. Oh, that's sad news to me, y'all, because the reality is some of y'all like to play with the Spirit of the Lord, but the reality is the Spirit of the Lord ain't playing with you. Many of us like playing with the Spirit's voice, but somebody say, he ain't playing with me. Just like y'all don't be playing with folk when you get them your your wisdom, your counsel, and your time, the Spirit ain't playing with you. And watch this. This is why God himself said in Genesis 6-3. I know this is on your screen. Notice what the Bible says. He says this, somebody say, in the beginning. He says this in the first book of the Bible. He says, my spirit will not strive with man forever. Somebody say, he ain't playing with me. Uh, In other words, this means the spirit of the Lord will not stay with believers that want to play. Unwilling to be submitted. God even said, I ain't even got to wait on Jesus to do what he needed to do. I ain't even got to wait till I pour out my spirit on all flesh, I need to let them know in Genesis that my spirit will not strive with you always. Yeah. If you're not willing to find yourself watch this in submission, somebody say the spirit won't strive with me. In other words, I will not hear his voice. Y'all know, I, I forget what what the, what the lady name was. It was a few years ago. She went viral. Somebody ain't nobody got time for that. Right. Did somebody say the spirit ain't got time for that? Spirit ain't got time for that. And this is why if we want to be inclined to the Spirit, we must be submitted to the Spirit. Somebody say, prepare to obey. I need need to make it simple, y'all. If God's going to speak to us, we've got to be prepared to obey. Now, let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says, and pray and seek my face. I know this might seem simple this morning, but some of us are not doing this. I shared this in my introduction. Because the voice of the spirit requires proximity, that means our ability to hear the spirit of the Lord requires our pursuit. If there's a certain position, if there's a certain proximity, then that means I've got to get to the place where the spirit of the Lord is. Somebody say, I've got to get there. I got to get there. I got, I've got to get there. So in other words, watch this. Now, the spirit of the Lord speaks to those who seek the spirit. Somebody say, I've got to seek the spirit. Watch this. Therefore, if you're failing to hear the spirit of the Lord, you may need to assess what am I seeking? Uh, This is why the latter portion of Psalm 3410 declares this. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Uh, The Lord will withhold no good thing to those that seek him. And that includes somebody say his his voice. This is why we're admonishing our foundational text to pray and seek his voice. Yet this text reveals that you can pray and still not seek his face. The Bible says to pray and, in other words, there's this conjunction. That means these are two separate things. So many of us are praying but still not seeking his face. Uh, Somebody say praying amiss. In other words, prayer is intended to complement our seeking of the Lord. And many of us thought I was praying. I thought I was seeking him. But if we can be honest, there are times when we have prayed and sought after our flesh and not his face. Somebody say, I've got to assess my prayers. They taught you wrong. You thought you were praying and seeking God. But it says to pray and seek his face. So I've got to make sure that I'm not seeking my flesh and I need to be seeking his face. Somebody say, seek his face. Uh, So maybe, watch this, the reason that the Spirit of the Lord has not answered you, you might be at the wrong address. You're seeking somewhere that he is not. Oh, that's good news to me. Uh, We did not seek him, so we are far from him. Somebody may be asking, no, Pastor Keith, that sounds good, but how do I seek his face? We seek his face when we seek his wisdom on a matter. I, I know that you need God to do something in this situation, but God, I, just, I don't want to move any kind of way. I need your wisdom. God, don't let me do it the way I think it should be done, but God, I need your word concerning this. How many times have we gone to God asking God to fix something and never asked for his wisdom? Never asked for the word that needs to be applied to this situation, and we wonder why God ain't answering the other thing that we got to pray is that we also ask and seek his will concerning the matter. That's why Jesus said not my will but thine be done. You've got to make sure that we're seeking God in that manner. Because watch this. I need us to see something in Psalm chapter 10 verse 4. The Bible says and this is God calling you wicked. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of Is, other words, the question you may need to ask yourself, are you seeking to know God's concerns on the matter? Are you seeking God so he can know your concerns? Because somebody say, there's a difference. Anytime I take something to God, I'm asking God the way that I seek his face, God, I need to know your concerns on the matter. But many of us Take our concerns of God so God can know about our concerns. You don't know, God, how they're treating me on this job. You don't know the stuff that I'm going through in this marriage. matter of fact, somebody say God already knows. So I don't need to let God know what's going on, but I need to know, God, you've got to tell me what you think concerning what's going on. Somebody say I need to know his concerns on the matter. Listen, that's why God ain't talking. I said I, already said, I said, I sit high and I look low? I say I know all the affairs of men. I'm omniscient. That means I'm all knowing. Somebody say he already knows. So God ain't, you can tell God all you want. God gonna look down at you and say, okay, girl, I done already seen that. Yeah. Yeah. But what he's waiting on, watch this, is for you to ask him, God, give me wisdom concerning this. God, what's your word concerning this? God, what's your will concerning him? Somebody say, that's how you seek his face. Somebody say, I got to change my prayers. You got to change your prayers. Listen to this because when we seek God's concerns on a matter, when we seek His will, uh, we see, watch this, we're simply seeking God to know about our concerns. We seek our own will. I, I need y'all to hear what I just said. When we seek to let God know about our own our concerns on a matter, what we're really saying is that we're seeking our own will. Somebody say, I need to know His will. I need to know his will. It is the seeking of his will. Watch this. That ensures that the spirit of the Lord speaks his word. Notice what Matthew 6 and 33 says. I know y'all done seen this before. The Bible says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God promises to speak his word when we can pursue and seek his will. Uh, somebody say, I've got to seek his will. In other words, we must seek the spirit if we desire for the spirit to speak. I need the spirit. And the Bible says that the spirit searches out all things. So, so spirit, I need you to search out all things concerning this situation or this matter that I find myself in so that you might reveal it unto me. You, you might be in it, but you can't search out all things. Somebody say, I need the spirit to speak. And here this, I'm going to tell y'all this, because some of y'all may not like this and I ain't saying go in isolation because some of y'all, y'all, I ain't saying going in a dark, dark place. There are seasons where your seeking will require solitude. Yeah. Listen to what I just said. There are seasons where your seeking will require solitude. Somebody say solitude. solitude. Because watch this, if we can be honest, there are some people, some places, and even our preferences that know how to distract us from seeking the Lord. Yeah. You know you can tell folk about what you got going on in your life and we'll gossip more about it than going and seeking God's face about it. Yeah. Somebody say, I, I can't tell everybody. Yeah. And sometimes you can be in certain places and folk will love you and that love can also be a distraction from seeking his face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all ain't feeling me on that one. It requires solitude. And watch this, I ain't saying nothing that nobody in the book can't do. Watch this. The Bible says that David went into his chambers to seek the Spirit. When he knew he had sinned, when he knew that because of what he did with Bathsheba, the Bible says that he went into his chambers. The Bible says that Moses went on a mountain to seek the Spirit. I'm leading all these folk, and all these folk got opinions, and God says, I need you to come to Mount Sinai. Yep, yep. And then the Lord went into a garden to seek the Spirit. Somebody say Jesus did. Jesus went in the solitude. He said, y'all stay right here while I go pray. Folk can be around you. Folk can support you and still be a distraction. And watch this. If you don't make space for the spirit, the enemy knows how to make space for you. In other words, he knows how to put things in front of you that will distract you from seeking the spirit. Somebody say some good stuff. He'll, He'll present some good stuff. So this is why we got to be intentional. Sometimes, okay, there's some seasons in your life where you're going through stuff and it just requires, somebody say solitude. And I said this before, but I need to say this again. Solitude always requires accountability. Did y'all hear what I just said? Solitude always requires accountability. When we find Jesus going into the garden, you can go look at it. The Bible says that he was about a stone throws away. He also, he told the disciples, look, I'm about to go over here and pray. Because some of y'all, what y'all like to do is get ghosts. Somebody say, no accountability. I need to at least be praying in the spirit with you. I need to know, girl, that you have not lost your mind. Okay, y'all don't like that. Because if you did lose your mind, I can come to your house and drag your behind up and say, get it together. Yeah. Somebody say, get it together. Yeah. Y'all like to get ghosts with no accountability. Solitude requires accountability. Somebody say accountability. accountability. And here lies one of the reasons that so many believers struggle to seek the spirit because distractions know how to seek after you. And watch this, solitude creates a place where distractions, why this, cannot find you, but you can find the spirit. That's good news to me, y'all. Notice what Isaiah 55 and 6 says. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. And call upon him while he is near. Many times in solitude. Where the spirit of the Lord is. Is where the spirit of the Lord is near. I've got to make sure. That I remove every distraction. Listen. This ain't the one. That you're going to get on that five minute prayer. This ain't the one that you're going to get. On your devotion that comes to your phone every morning. Sometimes. This is why I love. The church of old, the old mothers had a prayer closet, yeah. and you know not to go in that room. Why they in a prayer closet? Yeah. You got to set such a boundary around your seeking of the Lord, because watch this. Somebody say the enemy, the enemy knows how to find me. You don't find yourself in solitude. So listen, I'm almost done, y'all. If we really want to hear the Spirit's voice, we've got to be prepared to obey. He's not wasting his voice. He's not wasting his time. If you're not prepared to obey, he's not going to speak. You've got to be submitted. Other thing that we got to do is we've got to seek the Lord. Many of y'all thought y'all was praying and seeking him. Somebody say not so. Wow. Praying and seeking his face. somebody says it's two different things. It's two different things. So I've got to make sure that as I pray that I'm also seeking him because some of y'all are seeking your will and not him. And Here's the last portion of the text. The Bible says, and to turn from their wicked ways. Hear this. Where flesh is present, it will always be difficult to find ourselves in the presence of the spirit. Wherever flesh is, it's going to be hard to find the spirit there. You got a lot of churches that say they in the spirit, but they really in their flesh. Y'all heard what I just said? Some of them say in their flesh. Some of y'all falling out in your flesh. That is not the spirit. That's you in your flesh. I'm sorry. Falling out in the flesh. Ain't no spirit in that. Watch this, watch what 1 Corinthians 1 declares, that no flesh should glory in his presence. That means if we want the spirit to converse with us, then we need to crucify our flesh. Somebody say crucify your flesh. crucify your flesh. If you want the spirit to converse with you, if you want him to sit on you, you know how we like to say spirit sit in this place. We need to crucify our flesh. Uh, this is why watch what Galatians 5.24 declares concerning those that belong to God. The Bible says those and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and his desires. So watch this. If you have failed to hear the Spirit, you may have failed to crucify your flesh. If I belong to God, if God really resides in me, I have crucified. Somebody say, My flesh. My flesh, my flesh. So, watch this. This is why our foundational text admonishes us to turn from their wicked ways. When desiring to hear the Spirit of the Lord, one of the critical questions you got to ask yourself is what sin, or better yet, what sins have I turned away from? That's a critical question. As you're going, and, and listen, you may need the Spirit's help in this, but you at least need to make the decision. The reason, spirit, that I'm seeking you is because I want to turn away from this sin. Yeah. If you're not going to hear him if you somebody say, I'm still in sin. Amen. I'm not listening to folk that's still in sin. I'm not, I'm not Listen, y'all got to hear me and hear me good. I'm not saying that we do not sin. Y'all heard what I said? Right. But my pursuit is to not keep on sinning. Amen. All right, so that I, I, I want to be in his presence, so I'm pursuing him more than I pursue sin. Amen. Yet if we can be honest, some may be saying, my flesh, watch this, is too strong to stay away or to turn away from. I know we, we, we get like that when you first get saved. It might be too strong. We open up a door and we might say, oh, this is too strong, Pastor Keith. I don't know. I can't turn away from this. You know, that bottle is just too good to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all, y'all ain't feeling me on that. Well, here's a word of wisdom. That bottle was real good to you. I know. When your flesh is too strong to turn away from, many times you have to starve it. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody say, starve it. Starve. Consider how Jesus responded to his disciples when they when they were trying to help a young boy struggling with his flesh in Matthew 17, 21. The Bible said, however, this kind does not go up, go out except by prayer. And here go to that and word again. Somebody say fasting. Some flesh can only be killed by prayer and fasting. And for those of us who don't like to fast, watch this. There is some flesh. If you don't kill, it will kill you. That again. I know that you don't I fast. I, you know what? I can't miss that meal. That thing tastes too good. My mama making collard greens and, and oxtails and all that good stuff. But watch this. If you do not kill it, it will kill you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know we don't like that. And watch this, some fasting is personal. Somebody say personal. personal. We can't wait for the church to call a corporate fast. Because watch this, I may not survive until that fast comes. And when the issue is personal, I've got to go on a personal fast again. I need that flesh to know that I'm on an agenda and on assignment to kill you. Somebody say before it kills me. Before it kills me. Some of y'all don't want to hear from the spirit of the Lord. Watch this because you really like that the enemy has your ear. This is why we're admonished to pray while we fast. Because sometimes you have to sanctify yourself by starving your flesh. In other words, when I fast in the natural, when I, when I stop um, eating in the natural, it gives less strength to my flesh so that the spirit can now move in my life y'all seeing what I'm saying and we thought oh this just was going to make me hungry I'm just hungry and got a headache because watch this the bible says to pray and to. Ask. some of y'all were just fasting and ain't praying and some of y'all were praying and y'all were not seeking his face y'all staying with me so we wonder why it did not work somebody say it all go together and I said this if you're still sinning watch this you don't have room to hear from the spirit because your sin reveals that you're too busy listening to Satan. When I'm sinning, I'm allowing Satan to speak into my ear. I'm readily receiving all he has to say. Because somebody say my flesh likes it. I give, I give ear to, to the enemy because I want my flesh to be pleased. You don't really want to hear from the spirit if you're still sinning. I know you don't like that, but that's the truth. Somebody say that's the truth. Notice what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 through 20 says. 22 says. The Bible says, do not quench the spirit. That means I I, I limit the, the spirit's ability to do what it needs to do in my life. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. And watch this. Abstain from every form of evil. How do I quench the spirit? Do not abstain from everything. I want God and the Spirit of God to now move in my life. Somebody say, sanctify yourself. I've got to sanctify myself. That means our inability to obtain, abstain from evil causes the Spirit, watch this, not to have access to my ear. And when the Spirit does not have access to our ear, by default, watch this, the enemy does. Y'all got to hear what I just said. If I do not position myself to hear from the Spirit, by default, you hear from the enemy. If, if you feel like you're hearing a voice and it's not, watch this. You're still in sin. You haven't been seeking his face. You're not prepared to obey. Somebody say it may not be the spirit of the Lord. Oh, y'all don't like that. You thought that was supposed to be the man of your dreams. Yeah, that's a spirit speaking to you, but it ain't the spirit of the Lord. And here's a sad reality for many believers. Many are not under attack, but many like the fact that the enemy has access to their ear. It's not that they under attack, y'all. Y'all can see folk that's all dibbling and dabbling and all kind of stuff. And we're like, oh, boy, the enemy is at work in their life. No, the enemy ain't at work. The enemy just has access to their ear. not under attack. I've given the enemy, somebody say, my ear. I've given it to them. This is why this is so critical, y'all. And this is why John 3.19 declares, for the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Therefore, if we, we must decide, watch this, if we love our flesh or if we want to be led by the Father. Somebody say that's a decision I got to make. Do you really want to be led or do you really love your flesh? Listen, y'all, I'm done. Need us to realize something this morning that despite the spirit of the Lord living in us, one of the most difficult things for believers is to be able to listen to the spirit. It's a sad tragedy, God, y'all, that we have this spirit living in us. And many of us struggle to listen to the spirit. Many struggle to hear the spirit of the Lord. And here lies the danger we're struggling to hear from the spirit of the Lord. Watch this. We are subject to go astray. Somebody say astray. We're subject, watch this, to be attacked. Somebody say attack. And we're subject to lose what God has appointed to us. Somebody say appointed to me. All because we do not hear the spirit of the Lord. This is why it's so critical for us to be inclined to the spirit. We got to be submitted to the spirit. We got to seek the spirit. We got to be sanctified by the spirit. I need us to notice something in verse number 15. Notice this. The Bible says, now my eyes will be opened. My ears will be attentive to my prayer in this place, made in this place. In other words, when we can incline our ear and incline ourselves to the spirit, notice this, the spirit now sees us and the spirit is now prepared to speak to us. But I I see something so significant. It says that his ears are now attentive. In other words, I want to be in a place where not only Is it one-sided in this relationship? But I can now speak to the Spirit. i says, speak those things that be not as though they were. I want to be able to speak those kind of things. Be able to speak to mountains and say be thou removed. But I'll never get there. And watch this. Maybe the Spirit is telling you to speak those things. But you're not in a position to hear that. It says my ears now will be open in this place. We all want to be in a position where we now are in relationship, somebody say with the spirit bind ourselves to the spirit let us stand to our feet for many of us I don't know where we are some of us may be struggling to hear the voice of the Lord your whole life can change I heard a pastor say this by one word from the Lord Maybe that word that he's trying to give you is a personal word. Not the word that the pastor wants to preach. Not the word that the prophet wants to give to you. But he says, I've got a personal word for you. But we've got to incline ourselves to hear the spirit of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Honor you, God, for these great people. Honor you, God, that you've entrusted us with your spirit. Matter of fact, God, we raggedy. We real raggedy. We've made some Some grave mistakes. many of us are still wrestling with our flesh. But you said, God, that you'll pour out out your spirit on all flesh. I thank you, God, that you've given us and entrusted us with this gift. Now, God, let us not neglect this gift. But, God, we need to hear from you. Not from a preacher. Not from a pastor. But, God, we need to hear from you. Help us to incline our ear to you, God, that we might hear. I pray, God, over the course of this week that you speak to your people. God, minister to them, God, in such a personal way that their life will never be the same. God, some of us are struggling with decisions, God. We thought that we could trust our mama, God, but that that, that counsel seemed off. God, we thought we could trust our pastor, but the pastor just didn't get it. So, God, we need to hear from you. Speak to us, God, we pray. God, in the midnight hour, speak. God, while we're driving in our car, speak. God, while we're in solitude and we have removed distractions, God, speak. Speak, Lord, speak. God, he that hath ear, God, we are saying, God, we're ready to hear what the spirit has to say to us. But help us now, God, to submit. I pray, God, for obedient spirits in this place. I pray, God, that they know, God, that obedience is better than sacrifice. God, give us those type of spirits, God, we pray. That we don't fight back at what you say. But God, that we're prepared to receive in God. If there's lingering words of our life that we have failed to obey, help us to obey them, God. Some have to say immediately. Help us, God, so that you might give us further instruction, God, we pray. And God, we pray, God, that we seek your face. Many of us are praying but not seeking your face. Help us, God, to seek your face. Your wisdom, your word, and your will on the matter, God. So, God, that we might be led by your will. God, I pray, God, that you sanctify us. Somebody say, sanctify me. Cleanse us up, God. God, whatever sin is in our life, God, help us to turn away from. God, if we got to go on a personal fast, help us to do that, God, we pray. As you told your disciples, we receive it today. Some things only come by fasting and prayer. Help us to do that, God, we pray to starve our flesh so God that we might kill our flesh before it kills us God we love you now God thank you God that we can converse with you because now God we've inclined ourselves to you every believer that believes, every believer that desires to hear from the spirit of the Lord somebody say thank God amen. and amen give God a head clap There may be somebody who's watching this morning. He may be seated in the presence of the Lord that says, I need a relationship with God. I heard what you said, Pastor Keith, that this message is for saved folk. And I realize I'm not saved. My life is all in shambles and I'm going all in the wrong places. And you need the spirit of the Lord to lead you. If that's you this morning, say, I want to be saved. Lift up your hands if you're in the sanctuary. Put that in the comment box. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Christ. I need to be led by God and God alone. If that's you, just say I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Christ. Let me pray for the one that is online. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, for this decision that they have made. Thank you, God, for them committing themselves to you. God, this is a sign, God, that they say they want to submit themselves to you. God, let me let them know, God, how they might submit themselves. God, you said that if we confess with our mouths and believe in our heart, then we shall be saved. What are we confessing? That we're sinners in need of a Savior. We'll all have made that confession, God. And God, we're confessing, God, that Jesus Christ is that only Savior. We're confessing that. We're also confessing, God, that we're going to allow Jesus to now be Lord of our life not only do we make those confessions, but we believe those things in our heart. That Jesus got on the cross, that he took my sins with him, that he was buried in the grave, and then three days later, God, he rose again. And I'm free because of that. And we believe that now on today. So we thank you, God, that their salvation is now secure. You said if we confess those things, and if we believe it in our heart, we can be saved. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. Listen, if you're watching on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever you may be, send us a message. You can send us an email to churchoffice at um, Somebody will connect with you and we'll help you to understand what you, this decision you made and how you can continue this journey in God. There may be somebody else who says, I want to be connected with this local body. I believe we're all um, members here today, but if you want to be connected with this local body, send us a message as well. I'd love to be a pastor. As a matter of fact, I love to be your shepherd. We love to be your church family. So send us a message and we'll connect with you as well. Hey, did you get anything out of the word today? Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Minister Dominique. Let us receive him at this time. Can we get a pass? I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.